From the studios of Harbor Park Health and Fitness, it's time for another edition of Hey Health Matters. I'm Pete. I'm Dustin. Special guest today. You are not Jason. Welcome not in. Not Jason. Filling in. Dusty is filling in today for Jason, and we're going to talk about things from, uh, well, Dusty's perspective, which is a little bit different. It's a lot unique, different. Unique, yeah. which is a good thing, and uh, this is the first time we've had a guest anything on the show. Yeah. In almost four seasons. So <laughs> almost completing season number three. So uh, glad to have you on board. And I want to pick your brain a little bit. Of course, you're one of the coaches yep. at Harbor Park. And we usually try to be kind of broad and try to hit a whole bunch of different things. But I want to pick your brain about CrossFit. Okay. Because CrossFit. you have, um, and every time uh, you've coached me, you have different strategies, you have different perspectives. And you seem to have a passion for getting another level out of people that they don't think they have. That's what I strive to do every day, yeah. Um, You're also uh, kind of a hard ass. (laughs) I can be. You get that reputation, whether it's fair or not is another story. One of the, um, the biggest thing I deal with is people telling me I'm intimidating. (laughs) And I'm assuming it's just because of my my face i'm very stoic mm-hmm. and i'm not very like outwardly expressive of things um so until they really get to know me after they hear a couple really dry jokes <laughs> i do <laughs> i do have that and um another part i think where that comes from is i expect the best out of people i can al- i always see the best in people and I know you're capable of... If I know you're capable of more and you're not giving it to me, I'm going to go get it. I mean, we find... We come into a class usually, because it's a typically a class setting we're talking about here, and uh, and you have whatever all going on through the day. You're stressed. I usually have some road rage to work through or yeah. whatever it is. But, um, but you tend to come into the gym and say, well, I can't give it my max effort... At least this is the mentality because I got X, Y, or Z thing going on in life. Right, right. So the way I look at it as a coach, it's kind of my job to take that from you or another way to look at it is give, right? The biggest part of my job is giving to people is um, I will, you know, through jokes or whatever else, everybody's a little bit different, right? Some people need that real tough encouragement some people need some joking like make you forget about your problems but that is the biggest part of coaching is figuring out how each person ticks and which buttons to push to get the best out of them Um, and I think that's where I really thrive in coaching not necessarily a specific workout strategy but really learning the person and then using that to get them to push a little bit harder even when they don't want to (laughs) well because i find that even if you don't want to when you're sort of in that moment and you again you wouldn't think of it working up to that moment but you've got the good sweat going you're in the middle of the metcon it's like all right just reach that one level deeper right right and and try to dig it out and to take it from there you're yeah um your body is capable of so much more than your mind is typically willing to let it go right because it hurts it's painful you don't you know sometimes there's confidence issues like oh i can't do that i've never done that before right it's the unknown and you know that's 
where accountability coaching comes in like you can do that right even if you don't you know sometimes it's like i really don't know either but it's like you got to empower them to try Mm -hmm. you know even if sometimes even if you don't think they have a snowball's chance at it you got to (laughs) be like hey just try it and maybe we will impress you right right make that make that 20 pound jump you know because a lot of times your body's ready but your mind isn't um that's the biggest thing especially with like a snatch or a clean and jerk a lot of times you're strong enough to but you got to convince yourself to pull your pull that bar over your head right i i mean i had a moment like that on monday where i says you know i just i don't i don't think i'm gonna do it and you're like yeah well not with that attitude Right, <laughs> right right and that was what i needed here it's like yeah you're right if right. i say i can't do it i'm not gonna do it those so. who say uh they can and cannot are both usually right yeah there you go so you've been doing this for a long how many years you've been coaching now four and a half wow almost yes four and a half and you got into this you were saying telling me before we started today kind of just a natural progression for you um so i did crossfit on my own i came from like bodybuilding from like anytime fitness um I slowly transitioned to CrossFit. I saw, you know, that classic. I saw Rich Froning on YouTube. CrossFit looked fun. I tried a couple workouts. I taught myself how to snatch and clean and jerk in the basement of my my old house. Then I joined this gym, Harbor Park. Did some classes. And it would be like, I've always been very analytical and always have tried to hold a good movement standard. Because, I mean, in bodybuilding, that's important to develop your muscles properly. And that kind of carried over to CrossFit of, like, just moving well. Just kind of naturally. I wasn't thinking, like, oh, I need to optimize my clean. But I was, like, you know, I just was used to moving well. And I would give pointers here or there to other athletes in the class. And then uh, one of the old owners was, like, hey, you know, you ever think about coaching? I said, no. <laughs> no way. No, never just never thought about it. I was running a pizza kitchen at the time. That was six days a week. Um, yeah, and it kind of slowly progressed from there. And then I was after a few months, I was like, well, maybe I want to give it a shot. I was getting sick of making pizza, so I was like, well, I'll try coaching. And then uh, four and a half years later, here we are. And uh, all of a sudden, now you can go from pizza to coaching to podcasting. Uh, yeah, cool. This has been a, yeah, it's my first podcast. <laughs> been a jump, been a jump, learning. You know what though? It's not rocket science. You just got to have personality. Oh, and which, filter that you filter know, that through. And you right. said, you know, Pete, you've repeated that line several times. That's one of the tricks of the trade. Just kind of keep repeating yourself at <laughs> intervals. And hopefully nobody notices. Yep. That's the key to all of that. So um, so getting over that, that mental part of it, I feel like whether it's in the gym or I even experienced it nutritionally through my weight loss journey, the mental aspect of it. The brain is the biggest muscle. You have yep. to get in shape. Yep. A lot of people really um, overlook just how much mindset needs mindset needs to be trained as much, if not more, than your physical body, right? And a lot of times you'll get that supplementally from if you work out and put yourself in tough situations, you will mentally become stronger, right? Um some of us are are thrust into that by life circumstances you know some of us um had hard 
hard upbringing. So you just kind of naturally develop that mental fortitude. And then, you know, some of us have to just work at it in other ways. Uh, Because when it comes to, you're right about the upbringing and people finding themselves in a situation, the human mind. Yep. Can it can be a barrier or it can be such a tool because we know people who find them selves in a very stressful situation react and sometimes in ways you didn't expect I'm not saying but the like the extreme version is they left a car to get their child out right right like, right. like if you're not if your brain is not engaged in the can I or can't I just right. reacting you can do crazy things correct you are capable of much more than 99% of people give themselves credit for but um, you got to tap into it right and it and it's way easier said than done it takes tons of practice right um the biggest thing is to not to be a not to be a robot but remove your emotions from things um train yourself to respond rather than react to a lot of life situations nine times out of ten if a situation happens if you know if you did everything you could and it just worked out a certain way like I said, it's easier said than done, but you can't really worry about it. You can't be like, oh, woe is me. It's already done. You can't change it. You got to work on the next thing or correcting, right? Responding rather than reacting. Yeah, that's where sort of the philosophy meets the physical because we can you can kind of talk about it or you can try to work it out, but CrossFit is so unique in that you... Uh, you just try not to feel it. Like you're going to feel it. It's going to be painful, but like the emotional right. of it, if you can kind of work on that as well as, you know, cleans and whatever snatches that right. mental divorcing of how I feel about it from the actual carrying right. it out. You know, it's going to hurt or like, Oh, I suck at this movement. Like, well, do we put any practice into it? Have you tried any variation of it in the last three to six months? If you haven't, you really can't be mad or upset that it's not going well for you. Now, if you have and it's still not working, then you got to keep plugging, right? You got to change what you're doing, come at it at a different angle maybe. Um, But, you know, if a certain workout was terrible for you and you're like, oh, that sucked, I'm never doing that again, well, it's never going to get any better. That's the, like the closest thing like CrossFit is to real life like if you're bad at something you're gonna have to practice if it was a, like a part of your job most people are you know by necessity or otherwise are gonna get better at it just through repetition you're like oh, I suck at Excel well have you ever opened Excel have you watched a YouTube video trying to get better at it no well then you can't be mad that your boss is mad at you that you that you're taking forever to do to plug in values individually instead of finding a formula. Mm-hmm. Same thing with CrossFit. You got to put in the time. Right. If, if you, you... Right. Well, um, I was going to say, if you don't, then it's kind of like you don't put the effort in. Like any other investment, if you make a very small investment in the stock market, you're not going to get a very big return. You might not get any return at all. So. Right. Or if you don't diversify, right? So if you don't... If you just put all your stuff into one thing and then it goes red can't be mad at yourself like you got to balance it out you know if you do the same thing you will always get the same results um you sometimes with a weakness or something you can't do right something that's just not even in the ballpark of what you know we're capable of a strict muscle up okay well i can't do a strict muscle up well how many pull-ups can you do 
None. Okay, so our first step is pull up. How do we get a pull up? Train your pulling strength once we get that. Then you accumulate a certain amount of, okay, I can do 10 strict pull ups. Then we start working our ring transition drills. And then we can translate that strength to the skill of the ring muscle up. And yeah, ring muscle up. And it's a lot easier to say in 30 seconds right now, <laughs> right? I mean, that's like a year-long process. I was going to say, yeah. It's a year-long process. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, but if you really want something or if you do something and you're upset that it's not working out for you, if you haven't been practicing, you really can't be upset at yourself, right? You got to kind of devoid yourself of like, well, that's just not for me, right? If you're just coming in here to get healthy, you know, stay out of a walker when you're 70, do we really need to do ring muscle-ups? Probably not, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but pull-ups are super essential. We should absolutely be working our way to a pull-up. Um, those higher skill movements aren't necessarily necessary. Um, but pull-ups, like if we are active when we're 60 70 and we fall down we're going to need pulling strength to pull ourselves up from the couch so we don't lay there until our cats eat us or <laughs> we use a life alert right 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 so it, it gets that level and that again what i love about crossfit so much is that practical aspect you know if i'm doing a farmer's carry right I'm thinking i'm going to need this possibly later today like it's not some algebraic right. equation i might need at some point it's no very practical. right right and and that is something that obviously when it's practical you can apply to real life and i i feel like there's kind of always two tracks like there's what you your goals are what do you want to accomplish that day and what your longer term track is and you're right if you're not going to compete you're just looking to stay healthy probably a longer a different longer term track than somebody else but, right, but I would think inter um, intermittent or incremental improvement would be good because then that daily track stays where it needs to be. Right, and then I mean back to like exercising those mental, you know, your mindset. If you get to pull ups and you accumulate ten of them, like, well, maybe we need to challenge ourselves, and then you work into the higher skill things. Um, what I'm saying is, we don't need to beat ourselves up over these super high skill gymnastic movements you know because it's not super duper necessary um, but having certain strength and a certain amount of skill is and if we're working that mental aspect if we have to keep increasing our difficulty because you got to do it one of two ways you got to go faster you got to be more intense or we got to increase the skill and eventually both to keep pushing the boundaries of what we are capable of. Right. And, and again, that's kind of where the class breaks down to like the skills part of it. And then the Metcon, which is the intensity yeah. part of it. Like if you're doing a weightlifting at 85, 90% of your one rep max, that's a different intensity than it's, I have to do 20 front squats as part of the Metcon. Like the weight is going to be different. There's just different goals that are going on there. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, there's a give and take, right? If a certain a certain workout, like Fran, is 21-15-9, pull-ups and thrusters. Thrusters and pull-ups. I forget the order. You do 21 of each, 15 of each, and then 9 of each. 
that should be very fast. That barbell is light. The RX weight is 95 for guys, 65 for ladies. It should be super light. If someone comes in day one and we have Fran programmed, I'm not going to give them a 95-pound bar. That Fran might take them 10 minutes. Um, It's about the intensity level you're capable of. It's relative intensity, right? What's intense to me might not even be possible for you. What's intense to you might be not even possible for somebody else. Um, It's all relative. It's really finding the very thin line that's known as threshold training where you're pushing your boundaries of what you're capable of, but not pushing so far where it's just all falling apart. The thruster looks terrible. They're not really even getting their chin over the bar for a pull-up. Collapsed on the floor in a heap for (laughs) 10 minutes. Like The recovery of the workout takes longer than the workout itself. The one that I've been really working on, I told you this yesterday, is the walking around in a circle during the Metcon. So like where you put the bar down, it's like... And you think about it and you take a stroll longer than you actually work to get to that point. Right. Um, You know, like they say, time is relative. Um, You think you've only stood around for 10 seconds, but it's really been 30. Right. (laughs) Right. Or you walk around in that circle for 10 seconds. Then you think, okay, I'm going to pick up the ball, barbell, whatever. I'm going to do a box jump these next three seconds. And then by the time you actually decide to go, it's been another five. Then you do the movement, right? And over time, you know, even a couple of those, you know, our longest workouts are like 25 minutes. If you, the longer the workout is, the more that matters, right? If you do 10 of them, that's three minutes. That's a whole round of a workout. Right. That's all that time you could have been moving. Right. And not even putting in more effort if you just move just a couple seconds before if you don't walk around in a circle if you stand in one spot like okay i'm gonna pick this ball up in three seconds you eliminate that 10 second walk around not even being fitter you've given yourself another round two rounds in an amrap right so it's not like this strict you can't stop and take a breath it's the time you waste doing that no right you're gonna i mean you're gonna need to breathe you're gonna need to break something up unless you're like my guy here, Blair. <laughs> Semifinals athlete. Going to be Granite Games? There we go. There we Little go. breaking news right on the right. podcast. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, right. Blair doesn't need to break up workouts. But for everybody else who's normal, we do. I mean, you're going to need to, right? I mean, ultimately our goal, like something like Fran, you want to shoot to be unbroken. But if it's an 18-minute AMRAP, you're going to have to break up something somewhere or take longer breaks in between the two movements. But it's about maintaining that threshold, right? Like, we want to be super intense. We want to be pushing what we're capable of, but we also don't want the wheels to fall off the bus and us end up needing to take a two-minute break because we just redlined and wiped ourselves out. See, for me, it's been it's kind of caught between I don't think I can do that and I overestimate what I can do. So I might make the barbell too heavy for the Metcon, like, or, or the wall ball too heavy for what I'm trying to do. And you go over that threshold. Right. Yep. And now you're not you, you're getting anywhere near the reps you need to do. So, so. that's that's part of uh, CrossFit. That's part of the learning curve. Um, a wall ball, you don't really have so many options. But barbell, definitely, you can load it in a way where if you need to, worst case scenario, you take the plates off the bar instead of letting the wheels fall off the bus. Um and I mean there's strategies and stuff too like you know like hey this is you know sometimes you gotta maybe push that threshold a little bit more than you would like maybe not the wheels totally come off the bus but maybe tires go flat right mm-hmm. and um, as someone who 
was terrible at pacing. I cannot even tell you how many workouts I've done where I've just blown out the first round, right? Finish the first round in like two minutes, and the second round takes five and a half. Yeah, yep. It's part of the learning curve and figuring out like, okay, you don't want to necessarily be super fast the first round, but find that nice average. Um, one thing that really helped me figure out my pacing is whatever the workout was, if it was a 20-minute 20, 20 AMRAP, 15-minute AMRAP, I told myself it was five minutes longer than what the workout was, and uh, that fixed my pace. Because then I was able, because I was like, okay, I'm planning for a 25-minute AMRAP. I hold that pace, and it turns out to be a pretty good pace for a 20-minute AMRAP. Not for everybody, but that is one thing that worked for me. The other, of course, the issue is scaling, and I'll just pick on today what I did today because it's fresh in my mind with the yeah. chest bar. Yeah, you know, couldn't really do many of them, so I'm scaling it, and then I finish under the time. The time looks really good on the board, but I super super scaled it. So when you're scaling a workout, yep. some of it is what you can. Today was just what I could do. I mean, yep. that, that was that. Yep. But if you're scaling a workout, where should you kind of come in relative to the cap on, on a cap? So um, that kind of depends. So RX the time cap, it's all arbitrary, right? You can put any time cap on any workout. Right. We've had a six minute time cap for Fran. We've had a twelve minute time cap for Fran. I keep using Fran just because it's an sure. easy example. Um, it sort of depends. Now, if you modify a workout and you go up to the board and out of the 40 to 50 people on that board, you're the fastest by three minutes. Unless you are RX, you probably modify too much. If you were five minutes slower than everybody else, you probably didn't modify enough. Um, you want to really try... When modifying, you're really just trying to attain the stimulus or the intent of the workout. Fran, short and fast. 20-minute AMRAP, long. Um, you're going to still be breathing hard and stuff by the end, but, you know, you're going, you know, if the AMRAP, the 20-minute AMRAP, if everybody's doing five rounds, you modify, you get five and a half, four and a half, anywhere in there. As long as you're kind of within the group, you've achieved the stimulus of the workout. If you come in from the AMRAP, and you did eight rounds and everybody else did five, you modified too much. Or, you know, something was... Sometimes when you modify... Like, if you modify a ring muscle-up, you are only going to do a movement like that so fast. Kind of no matter what, it's going to take you at least three to five seconds. Whereas, like, if you modify to a strict pull-up because you're working on your pulling strength, it's just not going to take as long. So that's when you could find like, okay, I did modify appropriately for me and my goals, long-term and short-term, but uh, you're going to have more rounds just because the movements don't take quite as long. And, that makes sense. Right. And that's where everybody is kind of different. I mean, we're not keeping, it's not competitive time-wise or rounds and reps-wise. It's everybody's out there doing their thing and maybe has different goals in mind. Right. Right. And I mean, it depends too. Like if, that's where the big that's where coaching comes in and knowing your people like if i know someone's really trying to work towards a strict pull-up hey we're gonna get less rounds on the sam wrap today but we're doing peak pulls or we're pulling we're doing pull-up negatives they're going to be slower it's going to take more time but that's going to get us closer to our big goal of a strict pull-up right and because we're able to achieve that strict pull-up we will be better for it in the long term I want to pick your brain back on kind of the coaching aspect of yep. things and how you 
get these this message across because all this sounds very straightforward and logical and yep. like you said very non-emotional yeah but when you're in the midst of it and you're thinking about okay i'm going to sh- going to give some instruction to somebody in the middle of it like yep do you have to consider who it is how you give the message and how much you expect them to be able to absorb it in the moment right all of those things so there's certain things like if it's a really intense metcon unless they're gonna hurt themselves there's some things you just gotta let go like somebody's not gonna respond to you telling you to keep their arms straight all the way through the pull on a row like they're rowing their 20 calories for that minute of work right there's some things you gotta let go as long as they're not like if somebody's gonna hurt themselves you stop them make sure they're listening to you like hey I need you to do this or we're going to hurt ourselves and that would be bad for long term um other than that kind of situation though it very much depends um some people are some people respond to emotional things some people are very logical like hey if you do this you could do two more rounds but we need to be more efficient here and you know otherwise you know some people might be like hey you know Pete did five rounds (laughs) you should definitely be doing six (laughs) you know um Stuff like that. You got to figure out who's competitive, whether they respond emotionally or logically, kind of what they're capable of. And, you know, talking and learning the person themselves through small talks, through class, outside of class, um, figure out what their goals are. Right. And if their goal is a certain like if their goal is to get into like the competitive scene, then, you know, you're going to really push them like, hey, don't break those up. Like, I don't really care what else you do in the workout these sets of wall balls unbroken the whole time um and then if they're not so competitive they're like long term like hey to be you know let's go for five rounds here or like hey let's go for four actually i know you can do these burpees to the floor but let's do them to a box to keep the stimulus of that workout it just kind of depends who the person is and what they need and how they're going to absorb it, right? Like if somebody is maybe built more emotional or respond right. more emotional, right. obviously, other than somebody who is like Teflon and it's just going to, they're going to hear it, but it's, they're not going to absorb it and emotionally react to it. Like you have to know that right. part of it too. I've had people like try the countdown thing where like I'm staring at a bar and it's just, you're 10 minutes into a 20 minute AMRAP, you've gone too fast and your heart is just pounding in your ears. And they go to count down, like, to pick up the bar. They'll, they'll sit there and count down to you, and it's like, that doesn't work for me. But if they're like, if the same person could be like, pick it up, I'm going to respond much better than that than three, two, one. Like, just pick it up, right? Pick it up, because you can. Just pick it up. You can always do one rep. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it very much depends person to person. And, you know, you might find, you might repeat something over and over and over. Or even, like, if you're trying to correct a movement saying the same thing over to him and like somebody else says almost the same thing but a little bit different and it's immediate i've had that um quite humbling (laughs) had that um some people respond to more hands-on like you physically just move them and put them in the position some people respond to you just demoing the movement um and during the workout you can do some of those the visibly showing them what to do you can then you don't have to stop their workout. You can do it right in front of them, and they can keep moving. Um, I try not to just dead stop anybody anymore, 
unless they're going to hurt themselves or if they're really trying to be competitive and they really need to do so. Like, hey, you need to get your elbows for it. Like, stop them, stand in front of them. Like, elbows through on those power cleans. Those are not going to count if you're in a competition. Right, right. Yeah, and just that, that outside set of eyes, I mean, that is... Because at least the way my mind works is you tend to excuse yourself too easily. Say, oh, you know, that was that was good enough. Or maybe, I'm doing my best. Or, or I'm doing my best. Or that really sucked. You know? like, right. Like you, sometimes you need that outside right. set of eyes to tell you, well, this is actually what's going on. Right. Or even just like why that's happening. Or like, hey, I'm holding you to the... I expect this from you. Because like you said, everybody's everybody falls short. Everybody's a little bit like... I did my best for today. But if you have someone outside who doesn't care what you think your best is, <laughs> right? What, you know, if they expect just that 1% better, then they can hold you to that. Which, I mean, that's another part of coaching, right? Right, exactly. And then maybe that in the next month, that 1% better is your best. And then you kind of move, oh, right. it, move it from there. Like that old uh, math equation, it's uh, like 1.01 1. 0. 1 times 365 is that giant number, and then 0. 0.99 times 365 is way, way, way smaller. Right. It's always just getting that little extra, squeezing that l- extra little drop of juice out. Or it's kind of like you have a, a straight line, and then you have a line that varies just a little bit in the beginning, but as yep. you go, right, exactly. right, it diverts exactly. more and more and more, so... That's why you you know measure twice and cut once, uh, as they say. Correct. But, but um, this is all very important stuff. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I could talk for hours. But uh, we'll probably, for the sake of everyone's attention span, <laughs> cut it off at a half hour. But um, I don't know. I think we should talk Jason and to let you doing it again. I've, I've been telling him for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> so, well, I, uh, I'm glad you finally got the opportunity. Uh, yeah, I wish it was, uh, you know, more voluntary than necessary, but yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, I always appreciate the combo of volunt- voluntary, voluntary meeting necessity. There's a yeah. more graceful way of saying that. Voluntold. Voluntold. <laughs> my, my grandpa has a saying, do it and shut up. That's there you go. When it's, there you go. When you're voluntold, it's like you just got to yep. do it. Yep, just got to do it. All right, Dusty, uh, thanks for taking time out of your day, spending time with us. Thank you, Pete. And uh, letting me pick your brain a little bit. It is Hey Health Matters from Harbor Park Health and Fitness. You should uh, like us, tell your friends, um, post us to your social media. Say, hey, these really cool guys. Please please listen to the podcast. (laughs) We got to boost our numbers, right? Yeah. If you tell two friends and they tell two friends. Right. You know, it's exponential. And uh, and again, you can follow us, subscribe to us on your favorite, most of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. This one should be your favorite if you found us here. It's definitely your favorite. It's definitely your favorite. That's an automatic. All right. Stay safe and healthy out there. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, and remember, hey, health matters. <laughs>